Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1942, in the cold desert of a small border town in Texas, a group of kind are kidnapped and mass embraced by members of the fanatical sect, the Sabbat. Out of this group, only a handful survived, and through rituals and mentorship, they became the pack known as the Pale Riders. Representing the Sword of Cain, they are wielded by a mentor to cut deep wounds within the heartland of Mexico to the enemies of the Sabbat. Wars on Fire is a vampire the masquerade Sabbat chronicle that follows the Pale Riders pack that consists of Mitch, a Lazombra played by Adam, Coyote, a Ravenous anti-tribute played by Alex, Eldrick, a Caitiff played by David, Jasper, a Bruja anti-tribute played by Joaquin, Cora, a Shimizi played by Slavic, and Richard, a Venture anti-tribute played by Tillman. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. So we left off last session where, uh, Mitch, you were on uh, on the deck of the boat talking to this old man who is now two times bloodbound to you, probably most likely on his way to being three, I'm sure, not too, not too far from now. I was just sitting there talking to the old man and the conversation's done. You see his son come walking around and his son's like wearing these blue jeans and kind of has these sandals on his feet and has like a, a kind of a white dirty t-shirt that has some oil stains on there like he is it's something he wears when he's doing mechanical stuff on the boat and he tells you comes up to you he's like uh senor we're gonna be arriving to tabasco in about an hour and a half you know you, you can feel free to stop there and everything and eventually uh if we if we meet our time schedule uh we will be in capacity where you need to get dropped off tomorrow evening so i uh, just wanted to give you uh, let you know that we're going to be there soon senor thank you kindly all right sir and he turns around and walks off and you see the old man get up and he kind of like rubs the small of his back and he's like i think i'm gonna go get some shut eye now i, I assume you're gonna be keeping these late hours that you normally keep i sure am you rest well friend thank you thank you and as he walks by he kind of pats you on the shoulder as he heads towards uh, the door that leads down to his cabin. So what are you going to do right now, Mitch? I'm going to take the bottle of tequila, pop it open, and mix a little bit more of my blood in there, expecting his son to drink from it at some point. And once he's gone, I will uh, head out onto the deck of the boat and take in the night air. As you're standing there taking in the night air, you kind of see eventually you're, you're standing there for about 40 minutes. I would say if I was to guess, it'd probably be maybe around like 11 at night, 1130 at night. Soon you, you see this mist that seems to be coming across the ocean. And eventually you realize that what's happening is that you're coming close to the shoreline and you see like the dim light of lanterns and uh, what you assume could be electricity, light from electricity uh, that seems to be breaking through the barrage of mist and fog. And uh, eventually you feel also like the motors, you, you, you kind of feel them like slowing down and shifting gears a little bit. You, you guys on bottom, you other four can also feel that too uh, at the moment. Well, before we continue, what's going on in your mind right now, Mitch? Uh, with seeing this town and just everything that's going on, what, what's going on that head of yours? He's just enjoying the serenity of the moment. He, and you, you mentioned last session he's really starting to feel like in tuned with the whole the Zombra ocean body of water aspect of the clan, right? Yes. Yes, he is. 
And Definitely. once he realizes that the engines are slowing, he'll make his way below decks and start knocking on doors and rousting the pack. So the first door you knock on is Cora's. Cora, uh, what, what what are you doing in the cabin right now? And what's going on in your mind before you kind of hear the knock on the door? Well, <clears throat> I suppose Cora's really... Uh, really agitated right now because, you know, it's with the phases of the moon and with being so close to the final sort of to the end of their mission, she's she's really, really starting to feel the pressure, sort of. And also she's worried for the pack. Why is she worried for the pack, exactly? Like, what is she worried about? Well, she's worried about two things, right? She doesn't want uh, to uh, so she doesn't want the pack to come to any harm, and she also does or like physical harm, and she doesn't want it to come to spiritual harm because of the demons and stuff and whatever could be lurking there, right? Yeah, because to Cora, this whole concept of demons and infernalism is something that she's never has experienced firsthand in anything. So all, everything that she knows about it, right, is like a mixture of her belief system from before she was embraced and then whatever she learned from Vidar and the people who came and taught you guys. Yeah, and it's an unknown. And I assume that has to be intimidating. What What is her uh, thoughts about, like, the situation with Vidar? Like, is she, like, in her mind, is she, like, has there been any, like, mental visualization on what you guys are going to encounter there or what you're going to find? Or is that what's scary, too, because you don't know? Well, I mean, uh, the the way she sees it, uh, it's it's unknown. We we should expect the worst, but we don't know what to expect. So just expect everything. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good strategy to have. So you hear your door knock at the moment. Scenes on YouTube. Yes. Gore, darling, we're getting to town. Uh, I see. Uh. I suppose you want me to accompany you? I think we should all uh, check this place out after what happened last time. Mm, yeah, I suppose you're right, Mitch. I'll be right with you. Take your time. We still got a few minutes yet. Okay. Mitch will continue on to the next door. So the next door is the door that Jasper, in the room that Jasper and Richard are staying in. I'm going to cut to these two real quick. Jasper and Richard, you're sitting in this room. You had this figure of the of this of this guy that was from Cedar Creek, that that man in the bar that Jasper and Cora went and got on his own on their own for Jasper to feed, and the man that like Ilanipi dominated and did this something that you kind of feel some affinity to, Richard. But like you know that he like reprogrammed this man in a way, and you see him just like just out in the corner, you know, just, and you see like his body kind of like moving with the ocean, you know what I mean? As like the boat moves, but he's just like drooling on himself asleep in the corner. And you two are in the room there. What's going on in your mind at the moment, Jasper, knowing that a, you're coming upon this town, Tabasco, which is like probably the last stop before you get to your final stop and just everything in general, what's going on. Okay. So for Jasper, definitely he's been, uh, I can say humbled a bit by the, train of uh, traumas that's just been happening to him. For example, he he, he diabolized one of the banditos, and he saw that there was the vision of the demons. And he that, that's, and then the coyote did this whole uh, chemistry thing and brought out even more memories but up to the front. So he's starting to realize that well, we're going up to get something he has never really considered before. And honestly, it's, he's starting to dread it a little bit. Like, he's not as confident as he once was. There's doubt in him now. 
Wow, that that's that, that's pretty impactful, especially for someone like him. And I mean, in the way that you guys took off like bats out of hell, doing everything in Juarez, and you know what I mean. And the, you're like the guy who pretty much rushed forward almost to that to the to that elder that you guys took down. And now, like you're like apprehensive almost on this boat. I can only just imagine being like stuck in this little room. You know what I mean? No control over where you're going, and now being kind of scared shitless that, that's definitely pretty impactful and pretty powerful scene especially from someone like you said who almost uh well i mean this is the guy who caused a riot in juarez you know what i mean with his arrogance and confidence is now kind of like been broken down a little bit there what about you richard what's going on in your mind uh with everything richard is a bit nervous i think uh seeing as the fight is coming up and uh what he's seen in the memories uh so he's trying to think of strategies on what could possibly work to fight uh, the Infernalists and, well, those um, black demons that he has seen. Because yeah, you, I mean, you really have no no idea how to go forward at this moment, how to combat them, right? I mean, the, the tried and true method of the Pale Riders have been, like, swarm and tackle, you know what I mean? And, like, now, like, what you guys have witnessed in your visions, not only, I assume you would, think the swarm and tackle method wouldn't work that well but it's like you saw it take down and kind of destroy a pack from within you know and you kind of saw what it did to Wyatt and uh Cleaver there how it kind of like just made them shells of what they were before so you two are in there uh you hear a knocking on the door scenes on you three go ahead boys it's time are we have you arrived we're about to get yourselves together yes sir. by the way you're arriving to Tabasco. This isn't your final destination, but this is the town before the town. Just... stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last stop, yeah. All right. That's where we gear up. I don't see much need for us to stay long here. We should. We should. We have to just keep going after we stop for a while. Jasper, I've been pondering. You, seem, you, to the... yeah, you seem to have the... Yeah, seem to have the ability to leave an impression on people even if they don't know you and just walk by you as you said you see jasper smile a little bit like some of his old confidence coming back yes yes i have always had a way with words even before i was uplifted but now i can definitely say we, yes we have seen that two of the banditos pack um lost their faith or belief in the demons and i was wondering maybe you have the ability to convince other ones that they are wrong. I don't know. I can rally people to my side, but to actually change them, I don't know if I can combat a deep-seated belief such as that. I can rally to action, but change a person's mind, that's that takes some doing. I think it is worth a try, maybe, so we can break up the group maybe cause some unrest within them. If there is any left to consider unrest in, uh, if they haven't sold themselves completely over to those things, I will try. The only power the demons have here is the power they have over them. At least that is what I think I've seen in those memories. Mm. I take it, Mitch, you're going to go knock on the, the honeymoon suite? Yes, he is. All right. So, Coyote, uh, you're in this room with your bride. Tell me, A, what's going on in Coyote's head and uh, with everything that's been going on. And B, uh, what is, uh, like, what's going on with you and your bride here? So, first, um, 
I've been talking to her more doing the kind of the brainwashing act that we were we discussed that has been going on there but I'm kind of sidetracked in my head you know after hearing that everyone was so scared of these demons and despite my display last session I'm still uh he's still jealous I guess he's still kind of he's really peeved off about it and he he needs to prove that he is the biggest you know the kind of the big dog of the yard um he's he's really eager to get out there and he's he's itching to show these show these guys who the real kind of the real thing to be feared is around here so he's and uh, he's planning on exacting his revenge on them and he also wants to get Vidar back though that's also in the back of his mind uh but yeah that's he's mostly consumed with rage so you hear a knock on your door uh, go ahead scenes on you too I'll um I'll make the bride open the door. Get the door. Mitch, she gets up. You see her get up slowly. She was like kind of like sitting like Indian style while you were standing and talking down to her, and she was just kind of looking up at you like with this awe, you know, when you were talking to her. And when you say go get the door, you see her slowly like push herself up and get up. She walks over to the door of the cabin, and Mitch, as you're sitting there waiting for the door to be open the door swings open and you see this figure in this nun's outfit from like the neck down and you see like the white of her of her robe is just like splattered with like vitae and blood you know and she's just kind of looking at you and you see she her face oddly looks young which kind of puts you off because it it, it doesn't even seem like that longer when you were in the diner and this lady was getting dragged over the counter you know what i mean and getting thrown in the back of that dairy truck uh, or having to get cleaned off. And now she's looking at you. You see she smiles and she has those black shark teeth, dude, that just are staring at you. What's going on in your head when you see this this figure answer the door like that? Ugh. Mitch will take a moment with a quick, what in the hell? And he'll look at her and he'll nod. Ma'am. She just kind of stares at you and just like nods. And you see like a little drool just come like between some of her teeth because she can't like keep the drool behind you know what i mean her teeth like normal people do and you see kind of a little bit drools out and she just kind of like nods to you and just like wipes it in the back of her hand and turns around and walks in and you see coyote standing there uh go ahead scenes on you guys we're about to make landfall at uh our next stop i heard the injury have another chance to gather any supplies we might need so i am time i'm thirsty as well can we hunt I don't see why not. Yes, excellent. Your lady friend eat anything? Well, she doesn't feed like we do, so we should find her something to eat. Maybe bring some water for her, too. I agree. How's uh, Richard and Cora? They're all getting ready. Cora seems a slight bit off, but otherwise fine. I'll go see her. I'll be on deck if y'all need me. Thanks. Mitchell, uh, stop before he leaves he'll pull out a handkerchief and he'll hand it to uh <laughs> coyote's bride you see her she kind of looks might come in handy she kind of takes it and nods to you and just kind of like pats her mouth and like just holds on to it as you guys are slowly making your way up to the the deck of the boat you guys definitely see where you're coming closer to landfall but i just want to point out one thing if you were to look at the front of the boat again i don't know starboard whatever that jazz is but if you look at the front of the boat 
you see like further on, like way miles, miles down, you just see the skyline and you just see like this like color of like storm clouds and lightning that's going through storm clouds, but it's at such a far distance off. It's not close or even going to hit, but it just seems to like in the very, very far distance of the skyline that you see, it just seems to like slightly illuminate itself a little bit, you know, like it's thunder clouds and stuff like that. But when you look to the right and you see that the, the boat is slowly drifting towards the dock, you see this almost like a similar little setup that you saw at the last place you stopped. Like these are pretty much like little villages slash towns that are specifically for fishing vessels and fishing boats, you know, that are going along the coastline, the eastern coastline of Mexico to stop, refuel, do whatever, stay and whatnot. But this one looks a little bit more, I don't want to say civilized, but bigger. You know what I mean? Like this one doesn't have like a saloon out front. You kind of see like this office, this like it's a wooden building and it's not multi-story. It's obviously like a building from that, you know, from the forties, you know what I mean? But it, it it's right by the dock and pier to where it looks like it's almost like uh somewhere where people officially go pay for gas or you know what i mean or do like like they manage this dock and the ships that come in there and attract and you actually see like about 10 similar boats that are along the shore you know what i mean on similar because there's multiple docks there they're kind of like stopped there you know and you can see like there's a dirt road that goes past and you see some different buildings you can kind of maybe see like a salon re a saloon restaurant that's like further down the road you know what i mean and like a couple buildings that might sell goods or something to that extent and even like an i guess in like a two-story wooden one mind you all these buildings will look like they were probably built in the last century but it's more professional i guess would be the better term uh than the than the previous town that you were at scenes on you guys go ahead standing on deck mitch will pull out a cigarette and start smoking okay i want i want to approach cora and just put a reassuring tell on on her shoulder Check that she's okay. Ask if she's okay. I'm okay, Coyote. It's just, uh, I just want to get all this business over with. <sighs> I this to end. I'm looking forward to it. There'll be other fights to fight, Coyote. I'm gonna, um, I've given my bride a double barreled shotgun and shells, and I'm gonna tell her to stick with, um, Cora and protect her, and, and vice versa. Like, you guys look after <sighs> each other. I want her to see this. Definitely. And and to note, too, like, Coyote has that blanket over his head. You know what I mean? To hide his appearance. And I would even say maybe, like, you might want to throw one over the shoulders. Like, look like a little Afghan that's keeping your bride warm. I mean, she'll still look like a nun. You can probably put on the headpiece. But just to cover the blood that, you know what I mean, is collected on the front of it, too. And you see she's standing next to you, Cora. And all and, and, and kind of has, because she's only two steps blood bound to Coyote, but she's still one step to you, Cora. And you see, like, she has this shotgun. Like, she has the Afghan wrapped around her shoulders and she's holding it with her hands but then she has the shotgun that kind of rests you know what i mean in her arms while she's like holding it uh as she's standing close to you guys the boat eventually gets to the dock and you see like the uh this the middle-aged man and his younger son kind of, you know the kid's son kind of go up there and they're throwing ropes and you see a couple mexican guys come along the dock and they're like taking the ropes and tying them off and you see uh the 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 father uh, looks at you, Mitch, and he's like, all right, senor, uh, we leave when you're ready to leave. So, uh, you know, um, but if we leave here within like an hour or two, we can make it to Capecci by tomorrow evening, okay? <laughs> all right. Enjoy your stay. And we'll be sitting here waiting. I'm going to have some of that tequila that you gave my father. He won't stop talking about it. So I think I deserve a drink. Is there uh, anything you want us to pick up for you while we're in town? 
No, we're, we're we're pretty good. If we if I need anything, I'll send the boy. All right. So uh, sweet. You guys see Mitch hop off. So how are you guys going to go about it? Are you guys going to go together to places? Or are you going to break off on your own? Or give me a little kind of like travel order here, so I can kind of have an idea how to tackle this. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and stick with uh, Richard and uh, Cora as much as possible, and I'm also going to be eyeing the the dudes at the dock that kind of help more the boat. I'm going to be eyeing them with hunger. Okay, so where are you guys going to head to first? You got you guys are on the dock now. You see that those three Mexican guys came from within that little like office looking building that is right by the dock there, and you see a couple other people walked out and are getting on boats like. And then uh, you see, like I said, the dirt road that continues to go down. And you see a couple, like, shops that look like they may be closed because, like I said, it's around midnight, you know what I mean, 1130. But you see, like, there's a saloon slash a saloon that's on the left, like a kind of similar built one that was in that last town. And then you see further down, there's, like, this inn that is the same style as the saloon, but definitely is more advertised for people to, like, you know, be able to spend the, you know, pay to rent a room. You kind of see these um, women of the night that are, you, you can't tell really from where you're at, but you see like silhouette of like these women walking around like in dresses around the inn. All right, folks, what's our first order of business? I know we got some folks who need to uh, top off. Anyone looking for anything in particular besides a uh, snack? Perhaps we should acquire some uh, instruments to deal with some wooden instruments to deal with our uh, soon to soon to be company. I'm staking someone. I suppose we could also buy some holy iconography or holy water or whatnot. Might come in handy. Don't know if it's gonna do anything, but can't we hurt need either. Such when you have a god with you. <laughs> uh, Cora will smile and just you know touch Cora's cheek. Can't say I'm a fan of that, but you might have a point there, Cora. Also, I I wanted to talk to you, Mitch, later, if it's possible. Of course it's possible, darling. I always got time for you. I will head to the inn. I'm going to let the guys know as well. I'm going to head to the inn with um, the bride to get her some provisions. But I'll have my blanket drawn up so that, you know, obviously no one can see what a monster I am. Sweet. So you're going to go to the inn, not the not the actual uh, bar. Okay, gotcha. Tracking. So Coyote's walking with his bride towards that direction. Actually, to yeah, just to just to stop off. You three that are left. What what's your plan? I'm for uh, going to the church and see like whatever something equivalent to acquire some, if anything, holy something holy. Now you don't see a church as of now, but you get the you get the impression that this building that is right by the dock might give you the you know what I mean the information that you need to like where this town is because you see you know what I mean you just assume you know what I mean because you see people walking in and it seems to kind of be like the 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 interface for visitors you know gotcha. so you can go in there if you would like. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in going there. I'll ask if anyone wants to accompany me with on this. Yeah, I will accompany you. I Let's, think we should uh, pick up some uh, supplies. Uh, food supplies for the driver we have. Oh, yes. Let's uh, stick together as we go through all of this. I don't want any nasty surprises coming out at us. All right. We'll do the scene where the four go into go into the this, this little building, and then we'll cover Coyote and his bride who are walking towards the end because Coyote is a man who marches on his own beat, dude. All right, so... Uh, well, Mitch um, is heading towards the end as well. Okay, so Mitch is heading towards the end. 
do you three want to follow me to go to the inn and then go to that building after you guys go with Coyote? It's your call. I feel like going straight to the building. Okay, so Jasper's going to go straight to the building. Where are you going, Cora? Yeah, I'm going wherever Mitch is going. All right, so you're going to Mitch to the end. Where about you, Richard? Uh, I will follow Jasper, as I said. Okay, sweet. So we'll do the we'll do the building first, and then the end. All right, sound good to you guys? All right, Jasper and Richard, you start walking towards this building. Basically, you're walking on the dock. You could kind of hear your 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 feet like hit the wood. You could kind of hear the hollowness because you know like the ocean is underneath it a little bit, and you can smell the salt water as as the wind kind of blows through. And as you get off the dock, you see like this wooden pathway that goes to the right. Like someone put two by fours, you know what I mean? That walk on there and you see people kind of like, you see one guy walking out of the building, the entrance, which has like this kind of like a glass door. You know what I mean? Like a, like when you could push open and close, it has a wood frame, but it has glass to where you can see within and you see some writing in Spanish. Neither of you guys speak Spanish by the way, but we'll figure out if that even matters when you get in there. But you see like Spanish uh, written on there and you see one guy walk out and he has like a cowboy hat a mexican guy and you see you hear the bell like on the top you know that rings it but it rings you know the old school bells and as you guys walk forward you open the door and you come in and you see like ahead of you there's like this desk and you see like there's behind him on the wall nailed down there's all these like receptacles for papers to store papers and everything like that and you see like a couple keys dangling from there and you look to the right and you see there's actually like a window that shows the ocean you know and shows the docks like that and then you see there's a door next to the desk that kind of leads to the back as you guys come walking in you see this man look up and he says uh something to you in in this language that you don't understand and he looks at you quizly for a second but then he sees that obviously you're caucasian and he's like uh i take it you don't speak spanish I'm afraid not, good sir. Uh, we, some of our compatriots do, but unfortunately, I have not had the opportunity to learn the language in my life. Oh, no, no worries. Uh, I've, I've learned to speak English here, and you'd be surprised about a couple other due to some of the ships that we get stopping by here. Uh, it's usually not people from uh, the land of the sun who like to go fishing on the coast here. So, uh, name's Julio. I, I take it you're with that new bo- that new vessel that just boarded. You are correct, good sir. I w- I was hoping you could ma- help me with some with a matter of I am uh, I have been we have been traveling for a while and I would like to find a place where I can uh, find peace in God. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, there, there's uh the whole the 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 Holy Mother Church. We have one that's further down the. If you go down past the inn and make a right, uh, you'll see it there. Uh, it's a little late now. I don't know if the Padres there, but uh. To be frank, and you can kind of see the guys starting to feel a little uncomfortable around because you guys are both that humanity four right now, right? Three, oh shit, three. Yeah, you you can see he's like as you guys walk in, kind of get closer, and like the the light, the the light from the the, the dim electric bulb starts to like show a little bit more from you because it just hangs from like a single, you know what I mean, cord. And kind of see the guys like a little taken aback, and he's like, "You don't look like the fishing type, if you don't mind me mentioning that." What, what are you doing uh, around these parts? Uh, we've been traveling. We've been, uh, looking for some friends of ours. We've been hoping to meet them. Oh, where are you, where are you heading to? Oh, uh, I, I mentioned it's Exul or something. It's further, a bit further down the coast. We hired a fishing boat to, to transport us. You're going to okay, Exul? What are you heading down there for? Like I said, some friends of ours are down there. We hope to meet up with them there. That's, that's interesting. I suppose you look like the business type, but that salt mine kind of went out of business a while ago. Salt mine, you say? 
Yeah, yeah I assume. Mine there. I mean, that's the whole reason why that village is, exists for the most part. They had the. Uh, is it still in operation? Now, from my understanding, the 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 family that went down there and, and started it, I, no one's really kind of heard anything being produced down there for the last I don't know decade. They had the some people from um what what's that area called the the area where Jesus was born uh Nazareth no nah, not Israel but the, well where Israel is at where where Jerusalem's at where like the Middle East I think it's called oh so, yes yeah some of those weird families that 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 have some of those heathen uh beliefs that, that like they believe in the same god that we believe in but like don't believe Jesus is real or something like that some family came down there and when, when when did this family come down oh man i would say man maybe 1915 1920 a couple decades ago there or did they move away to be honest not too many people like to go down there anymore really I think what was that religion called? They said they believed in I don't know, but it was some fancy family, some some rich family from that area. You know, matter. Uh, uh, I forgot what the name of that damn family was. He seemed rubbing his chin, but then he looks distracted. He's like trying to think, but he's like sideways looking at you, like he's afraid not to look at you at all times. Like something might happen if he looks away from you too. Yeah, they went and started. They came here, and they, matter of fact, it was a big hubbub here because they got a lot of supplies from here. And then slowly, just people stopped going to Capache and, and, and stopped even going, you know, to Seoul there, but especially Capache because they just, I don't know, things started drying up out there. Fish weren't being caught as much and and just, I don't know. What was the name of that damn family? I think it was like the hobby or some some weird shit that I never heard of before, but they start the salt mine over there and they, and they, and, and that's the last I heard. It's really odd. I don't catch too many people wanting to go down there nowadays this is usually the last stop and people go fishing and around here then they kind of head north you know i see well thank you for your information i it has been most helpful yeah and when you smile at him you kind of see his hand reach down below his desk and you only assume he might be grasping like a shotgun or something he's like yeah good luck on your travels one more thing a good sir we we just arrived and we desperately need to grab something to eat but we don't want to sit down for a long time. Is there like a good place to get just something on the go around here? There, next to the inn, there's a little general store that's open now. Mainly the general store people go to during normal waking hours is is right around the corner here, but they're closed. But there's a little one up by the inn there. You guys can stop by and pick up some uh, perishables if you need. That sounds perfect. Mm, I'm sure it does. You just you see his hand; it still hasn't. You know what I mean? Came up above above his um his desk there. You guys have a good evening. You too, sir. We shall leave you to your business. Yes, please do. And as you like walk out, you see like this figure, the silhouette of the figure, walk to the door, and you see the sign that's like says "open," being flipped to close. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you see it go around uh, to go to Coyote, his bride. And kind of Mitch and Cora, who's following behind. Mitch and Cora, you're about, I'd say, about like 50 feet behind them. Coyote, you're walking on this road, and you just your giant feet are just like kicking up dust. You can smell like kind of the dust, and you see, you look over to your right, and you kind of see your bride just walking next to you. But it's hard to make out the details of her face because of the road's a little dark. Even though there's kind of like some electric light coming from a couple of the buildings, you know, there's really not street lamps or anything to that extent. And as you're looking down at her for a second, she, you see she looks up at you and you just see like this look of adoration. You know what I mean? And she like, 
it's still holding the shotgun and her blanket around you kind of she just takes like one hand and just kind of like tries to cup your giant paw you know what i mean into her hand as you guys are walking i'll snatch my hand away you kind of see there's a second of like where like her hand goes back for a second she she just puts her head down and just puts her hand back on the shawl with the shotgun and just continues on following you as you're walking so you kind of come upon the this inn and it's on the right there and as you look upon it you see there's like these steps that come onto this patio and you realize you didn't realize quite how large this building is it was hard to tell from the distance but this is like probably like three times the size of like the the bar that you guys stopped at in the last town and you see like on this patio there there's like a screen that goes around you know what i mean to stop like insects or whatever from coming in so like you'd have to open a door and go in and you kind of see like these round tables and chairs a couple chairs and rocking chairs this is just on the patio itself you know and you kind of catch the you, you there's about like 10 people out there and they're like kind of like the sailor types you know the the fishing types and they're all hispanic and you hear spanish being you know spoken and you you, you hear like drinking going on but it's not like a bar though so it's like these are just people that are simply staying at this inn you know what i mean so they're not belligerent you know you see some cigars being lit as you open the screen door you know you hear like, like that like wd-40 needs to be put on the hinge and when you step you you see because from the lanterns that are lit, you step on this wood and your weight just causes like the wood to bend a little bit, and you see dust just like puff up from the wood, and like you can feel like that vibration a little bit, just like just and um just like spreads from your footstep, and it causes almost like the record scratching Happy Days moment where you're like and this conversation stops, and you kind of feel like the set of people looking at you, uh, and then you see like there's this other door that you have to open in front, like a solid door to get into the end. Go ahead, scenes on you. Can I use like a general intimidate just just to and a little bit of chemistry? I just want to kind of exude a presence without alarming everybody. Do you know what I mean? So, okay, so you want to do like a manipulation and intimidation. And when you say like your chemistry, what do you what do you want to do? I guess I don't need to use it. I just want to kind of uh, dissuade any kind of hasty action from the people in there, but not alarming everybody uh, that's pretty specific yeah you could do yeah. that I, I'll, I'll let you roll that so yeah i will say manipulation intimidation difficulty difficulty uh six three successes so you walk in and your bride follows behind you and you step on in your and then you just kind of do this once over but you have like the blanket around you and you kind of just you utilize you speak with your body you just utilize your size and you communicate like you push your will out there like, don't fuck with me. And and you just kind of do it slowly and look. And you, they can't make out your face. But you just get the point across. Because all of a sudden you just see, sure. like, heads turn. And you see conversations start going. And these are people who are from, like, a rough land, you know. Mexico, this deep in, is rough. You know what I mean? People get yeah. shot in the back for, like, for, for, for disrespecting people. And these, not only are these people in deep Mexico in the early or mid to early 20th century... These are fishermen, and that's especially rough, you know what I mean? Because bodies have been known to get thrown in the ocean and disappear, you know, when they give the wrong look, say the wrong thing. So your communication, point taken. They understand. Okay. I'm going to stay in my area as you understand. I'm going to kind of lean against the exit, like by the door, just with my arms folded and gesture for my bride to go up to, I guess, the counter or whatever would count for it in there. And... um tell her to get whatever food she needs, etc. You see she opens the door to go into the inn, and as the door opens, are you going to stay in the patio while she goes inside? Yeah. 
Okay. She goes into the inn. You see that like as well. So you light a cigar, yeah, and literally like no one's looking at you. They they got the hint. You're the alpha dog, you know. And and if anything, you see people are kind of like some even got up and went to chairs that are farther away on the patio from you than maybe it were you, before. You know what? My my um my light is not working because I accidentally <laughs> got it wet. We're getting off the boat. I'm gonna approach a table with the the biggest oh, looking sailors in the whole place and ask for a light. <laughs> So you, you come upon these two guys who are at the closer table, but they're, they're kind of bigger. And you see, like, one has, like, a wife beater shirt on. And he has this really thick fucking handlebar mustache, you know. And he has, like, this receding hairline and this hair that looks like it hasn't been cut, like, in six months. His his skin is oily. His, his, his olive-colored skin is oily, like it hasn't been washed. And he has, like, these really big hands that have like hair, like dark coarse hair that are along the tops of it that go up to his forearm and along his arms. And you see with him, is a similar dude, but he's like skinnier, you know what I mean? But he's really ropey. And you come walking up and your sh- your your figure kind of blocks out the lantern and put, casts the shadow over, over the table. And you see one guy look up. Now, quick question before I continue on with the scene. Are you like covering your face with the blanket or are you like letting them see your face right now? It's pretty much covered. I've got it drawn over like a shroud, so you you'd have to Okay. get up pretty close to see it. Also, I just so want to know if you're wearing like a cross or any kind of religious necklaces, anything like that. You see one's wearing a rosary, the the skinnier one, you know what I mean? Just like a decorative rosary kind of thing. Sure. And you see as you're sitting there, the guy has like a, a there's a cheap tequila bottle there, and you see he has like this, like uh, little glass that he's been pouring in the bigger guy, and your shadow kind of comes over it, and you see for a second like him tremble a little bit, and you see like he doesn't want to look at you, and he's like says in Spanish, he's like, what, <laughs> like he doesn't even know what to say to you, you know, he just says what, got a light hombre, <sighs> you see breeze. <sighs> And he, like, slowly, like, reaches into his pocket and he puts, like, the lighter down by his bottle and he just slowly, like, pushes it. Like, he doesn't even, he wants to get the minimal amount of his body clo- as close to you as he can. And he's not even looking at you. He's just, like, yeah. looking at his friend. And you see this, you hear the lighter go along this cheap wood, the Zippo lighter, as he's using his finger to push it. And then right when he thinks it's, like, within a moment, like a kid who's afraid to take their feet and put it on the floor when there's a monster under their bed, he just puts his hand back and he just, like, puts them in his lap and he just continues I'm gonna, to um, I'm going to hit my cigar sticking out of my mouth and out of the corner of my mouth, I'm going to say, my hands are wet. Can you light it for me? And I'm going to lean my face uncomfortably <laughs> close to his. <laughs> and you see the other friends, like, looking, not looking at you, and you see the guy, the big guy's shaking. It's like, please, senor. I, I, please. Light me. You just can like hear his heartbeat. You know what I mean. You start like smelling the fear on him, and you, and you see him, like, and he like takes the lighter for a second. And I need you to give me a self control roll, sir. Difficulty four, <laughs> two successes. Okay, you're sitting there, and you can feel the beast like crawling on the back because you're like totally controlling this guy. He, you are a god, and this man cannot even cannot even look at you. It is almost like Solomon and Gomorrah or when, when the wife like turned around and looked at God and became a pillar of salt. This man is just as scared as I've got the guy's name in the Bible who Job. who was the husband who didn't look back. Job, yeah. And you see him like he takes this later and he like and he and he 
flips the top of the Zippo and you just seem like trying to get it to light and the damn flint won't light and you see his hands are shaking even more and finally like he's like, and he starts panicking and then it lights and, he's like, and he's just like trying to like slowly control his wrist with, he, like go ahead sorry as he's bringing it up to the flame towards the cigar i'm gonna puff it out he's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> you see like tears start coming down his eyes and he like starts again and then it lights again he's like please 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 and he's just like holding it there Okay, I'll um, I'll dip the cigar into the flame, lighting it, blow a big puff of smoke in his face, and then I'll lean back, uh, standing upright again. But I'm going to reach over and, with one finger, just pluck the rosary off his mate's neck, and then walk back to where I was leaning, and puff on my cigar. As you walk back and you like puff and you like sitting against the thing, you just hear that grown ass man sobbing. You know what I mean? As he's like trying to pour another glass with like two ha- shaky hands. Uh, we'll cut to uh, Cora and uh, Mitch. You guys are about 50 feet behind. You said you want to talk to Mitch. I don't know if you want to do that now, Cora, or if you want to wait till later. It's your call, but I thought I would give you the opportunity here since it's kind of opened itself up. Okay, yeah. So now uh, what I wanted to talk about, Mitch, it's not really something that important. It was just uh, think of it as one of my rituals, if you will. It's, bit unofficial though what is it you're looking to do uh it's nothing to do with the pack it's to do with you since i'm guessing we're gonna be uh storming the gates of hell tomorrow evening more or less so i wanted to sort of ask you if you wanted to mm, Confess, uh, you know, anything you've wanted to say or anything you had on your mind as a pack leader before this, before this final attack. Because we might not make it and, you know, just so we're all level. Mitchell light a cigarette and take a very deep drag off of it. There's lots what I could say, but uh, I think I'll worry about most of it for after we're done. Because right now, my biggest concern is making sure all of us get through it in one piece. Mm. And that's where I want my mind to be. Not on my own shit, but on keeping everyone together. Yeah, just, you know, if anything troubles you, you can tell me. I know, darling. We should probably catch up to Coyote. He's probably making a mess in there. One can only hope. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, One which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want. Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. 
We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. Hey, do you like World of Darkness? Do you want to introduce your friends to it? But there's one problem. Nobody reads books anymore. This presents you with a problem, doesn't it? You want to get your friends into these awesome games, but they don't have the time or wherewithal to read any of them. Well, that's where Brett the Hitman comes in. Brett the Hitman, your one-stop shop on YouTube for all things related to World of Darkness. Currently in the middle of his Werewolf the Apocalypse series, which is showing tremendous growth. It's going to the moon! That's right, watch Brett the Hitman and you will get style. Flair. Humor. <laughs> and of course, some dank meme magic. Fucking normies. <laughs> Brett the Hitman on YouTube at youtube.com slash I love other people's misery. So watch now. If only for the dank memes. Tune in today! The Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. Central District is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire Districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city?
Neon Masquerade. The Demon's Mirror. Thirteen Candles. Three Chronicles running through the undead veins of the City of Angels. The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more. <laughs>